Welcome to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Team member, Evan Preparis, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Brenna Calvert. Hello, listeners. Want to let you know this podcast is brought to you by Mudgear, the official compression socks for OCRWC, and also recently announced the official socks for Conquer the Gauntlet and the Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Team. Um, Evan, tell us in a little bit about Mudgear. Yeah, I love their socks, and I love the fact that they're a big supporter of OCR. I mean, you've seen them. They supported my event, OCR America. They supported OCR World Championships, Conquer the Gauntlet. Um, they were Battle Frog. When Battle Frog was on TV for that championship, they were the official sock of that. So they really give them back to the community, and I, I just love that about them. And then their socks are just great. You know, they moisture wicking. They don't cause blisters. I just got a new pair last week. Put them on and ran 14 miles, no problem. So big fan. Definitely pick yourself up a pair. Anyway, our guest today is Claude Godboot. You may know her from the Battle Frog Pro Team when they were still around. You might know her as the 2012 or 2014 Spartan World Championship. Uh, Spartan World Champion, excuse me. You might know her from being undefeated at OCRs at any distance in Canada uh, up until 2015. Is that, is that still true, Claude? Ah, uh, I think so. Not, uh, yeah, I think so. And the, she was also the 2014 National Champion for Spartan Races in Canada. Uh, or you might recognize her from the back of my book, because I interviewed her for my book. Mm-hmm. If you haven't picked that up, make sure you get that. Claude, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And honestly, you mentioned all that she's known for, and I was just going to say, we kind of haven't seen her recently. <laughs> no, we have not. Uh, I know, Claude, you were dealing with a pretty serious injury last season that took you out fairly early. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, it was, it happened during the um, uh, ESPN show with Battlefrog. It was in March, um, and it was the day before the event. Actually, it was just I was just practicing and um, not doing nothing like stupid. Or it was just I just jumped from the sternum checker, and um, I guess I landed wrong on my knee uh, because they put a lot of sand, like super soft sand. Uh, to like kind of like have better uh, absorption of our fall, I guess, and uh, and yeah, I just heard a big pop on my knee, and then I just fell, and uh, and that was it. It was just like such like a small uh, period of time, and like I didn't know it had like uh, a lot of consequences. Like at that time, I didn't know that, but yeah, that's that's I'm, pretty much what happened. Yeah, I remember being there and seeing that happen, mm-hmm. and everybody. It was just kind of like you said, you. We're just practicing, and then it happened, and we were like, ouch, you know, that looks bad, but okay, hopefully she's okay, just kind of walk it off, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought the same, too. I was like, yeah, I'll just, just go see the doctor, and it, it might just be, like, a bad sprain, or, and even, like, the medic was like, yeah, it might just be a bad sprain. Uh, so even when I came back home, and uh, I went to see the doctor, and then I had an MRI, and I, it was a shock. I was like, really? Like, I started to think be- feel better and walk, like, better. So, um, but I guess, yeah, no. I was recovering, but not in... Uh, the right path, I guess. Yeah. So, what was the actual injury? 
So I tore my ACL, my left knee ACL. Uh, that plus like a bunch of other like other little stuff on my knees, which like they can be really bad, but because the ACL tear was the like the baddest thing could happen, then yeah. like yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much what I what I had. Ouch. What was the uh, recommended period of recovery post after the injury? Uh, they tell you it's like uh, nine to twelve months mm-hmm. af- after the after the surgery. Um, but then I was really lucky to have uh, my surgery like soon after the the injury, so that was pretty good because like in. Quebec City, where I live, uh, people wait for like up to a year before they get their surgery. So, um, but like it took a month and a half before I did. So that was really good news for me. That was really, I'm, I was super happy. Wow. Yeah. Cause in March, I mean, that whole year recovery that took you out, that was way early in the season for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like in a way, it was a good timing too, because like I I was able to bike in the summer, and then my knee is good, so I can cross country ski. So that was the timing was good. Like I couldn't ask for a better timing. It, well, like I wouldn't like I wouldn't like if you asked me like give me the choice, I wouldn't get the injury at all. But that was a good timing. <laughs> Look, finding the bright side of things. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the the question now is, I mean, I'm assuming you're coming back to OCR in 2017. Is that correct? Is that the plan? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is the plan. Uh, I'm not as, like, I don't know how to say it, but, like, I don't have any, like, setting goals and plans and everything um, like I used to do. Um, my knee is going to be the one deciding what I'm going to do. Um, so, so yeah, like, yeah, I want to do, like, the Northman race and some uh, Canadian races here and there uh, if my knee let me do it. Um, but I think, I think in the back of my mind, I'm like, my goal is to kind of be strong at OCR World Champs, uh, in October. And that will give me like a long time to, um, get ready for it and make sure my knee is, is ready for it. Uh, so I'll take all the little races here and there before just to check, check it out and check how my knee is feeling. Uh, and then have fun too, and uh, build kind of like training and build my way up to like maybe October in 2017. What were you doing for recovery? Like while I mean, is that what you were doing biking during the summer and stuff, or yeah, in you your recovery time? I spend way too much time at the gym. If you ask me, I'm not like I I hate gym. So, uh, but I had no other choice. Like it's crazy how fast your muscles are like going away. Um, like it took, like I had nothing. Like I had like pretty much just bones on my left leg. So definitely you have to build like your strength back because your like your other leg is super strong. So. Like this leg is taking all the hit and it's super, it's get, like, I mean, it's getting dangerous to get your other leg injured too. So that was a, a matter of like getting my strength back as soon as possible. So I was at the gym, um, maybe four times a week, uh, and then biking a lot too and then swimming, of course. Um, and then slowly when the, the winter came, my knee was stronger so I could cross country ski. Uh, but then sometimes you go a little too fast and then you're dealing with like, uh, so like right now I have, uh, Achilles tendonitis. Uh, 
and I, I didn't feel like I was going too fast, like coming back to running. Uh, and then my physio told me that I could go, but it's just, it's just a matter that you're like, your body is different and they can take the heavy load of training that you're putting yourself to. So trying to, yeah, so you learn, uh, I'm kind of a new athlete. I'm not, I'm not how, how I used to be. So it's just a matter of like trying to discover this new person that I am and the, Slowly but surely. For those of you who don't know, Claude is also a very high level biathlete. So I believe you're on you're on the national team for Canada. Is that is that correct? Yes. Long time in sport. Uh, you know, a lot of endurance base there, and uh, yeah. made the transition to OCR a couple of years ago, and she's been doing great work there. And uh, we look to see her again in 2017. I'm excited to once you, once you get back up to full speed. I'm excited to see what what you can do on the course. Yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm I'm actually pretty impressed cuz I've been doing like a uh, a couple of like cross country skiing races here and there and I thought I would be like super out of shape, but somehow I mean it's weird. Like I I feel kind of out of shape, but the results aren't that bad. I'm like, mm, well, I guess I'll take it." But yeah, I mean it's I guess I needed a break somehow and uh and it's just a matter of like putting everything back together slowly and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll be I'll be fast in October. But if not, then no big deal. How far away yeah. is the uh, Blue Mountain course from where you live? Uh, like eleven hours drive. Oh, okay, you're you're far away. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. I need to look up my geography of Canada better. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was way off. Not even close. Yeah, but yeah, we I drove. Had... We drove last year. But yeah, it was a long drive. Yeah. I had no concept of Canada geography, and I sort of. Went, but when I went there, I had no concept. And then here, I was like, "Wow, eleven hours! That's impressive." Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, no idea. Well, I've been to like but, Toronto, Montreal, Niagara Falls, and then uh, Vancouver, and that's about it. So I know where those are, but everything um, else gets we're blurry. Close, we're, we're close to Montreal, actually, like two hours and a half more east. So yeah, tons of snow, tons of snow. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm just excited to like see your face. I know you're wanting to get back up to speed and get to where you want to be athletically, but I just I'm, I miss seeing you so much, and that's what kind of brings me to. I mean, you were Battle Frog Pro Team when they were a race series, and then you got injured, but they kind of went went away while you were in recovery, I guess. So um, I don't know. Just mentioning that real quickly was that just like a huge shock and something new? that you, obviously you weren't expecting, and I guess with you already being out for the season, it didn't really affect you, or how did that go for you hearing about that whole situation? Uh, it wasn't, no, it wasn't a big deal. I, I think it was more a big deal for Marco because he was, uh, like, he was working for them, like, as a race director. Uh, but, like, for me, since I was injured, I couldn't go to their races anyway. So it wasn't, I mean, yeah, it was a shock, but we kind of, I think we kind of, saw that coming because uh, they like they were putting a lot of money into their events um, like super quality events and everything uh, but like nobody was just strange so I mean if you do the math you're like well I don't think they it's like they don't break even um, right. so we like I think we knew it was a matter of time before uh, they shut everything um, but then yeah when of course when you know you're like oh well I guess it's happening now but uh, 
But like for me, I, I think the injury was more shock than Battlefrog shutting down. But yeah, yeah, that was that was a big year, that's for sure. Yeah, that was a shame to see them go. I know Brenna, a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys and girls on our team really love their series, myself included. Mm-hmm. So, and you're right. I mean, the when you look, took a hard look at the numbers and the cost of entry, you know, and uh, sponsorship of the Fiesta Bowl and million dollars in prize money from the year before, yeah, you know, the cost is just they just weren't adding up unless they were interested in losing money for several years before trying to dig themselves out. But yeah, de- definitely yeah. sad to see them go. And uh, for those for those who that don't know, explain who Marco is, because I don't think everyone knows who Marco is that's listening to this. Oh well, he's my boyfriend, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, <laughs> he's uh, an Olympian in biathlon. He went to the 2010 uh, Olympic Games in Vancouver, um, and I think we have the same like history, like sports history. So at one point, we we slowly made the switch into OCR, and then uh, we both went to. Um, we both joined the Battlefrog Pro team, and then uh, in 2015, I think Battlefrog offered offered Marco uh, a job as a race director for Battlefrog. So he um, he joined the team as well for that, and then he he was he did like a a couple of races with them as an athlete, but also as a race director. And uh, and then yeah, with the Battlefrog shutting down now, he's uh, he's kind of building his own race um, in Quebec City, and it's called the Northman Race, and it's an obstacle course race as well. You and Marco are my favorite OCR power couple. I know, I know that's probably a lot of people like Lindsay and uh, Ryan, but uh, I like Marco and uh, Claude. Thank you. You, you, got, you guys go out there, you crush it. I think the word I'm looking for is humble. You guys are very humble. You go out there, you'll win races. You know, so sweet and personable. Yeah. I love seeing him when Claude's got like her dry robe on huddled and Marco with his beard and his <laughs> big lumberjack jacket or shirt. You know, you just yeah. recognize that. And, and not that Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay and not that Lindsay and Ryan aren't because they're laid back too and they're very conservative. Yeah, they're, they're not they're not like boisterous or up in your face or anything like that. Uh, but I don't know how you got you guys come out conduct your business and. You know, crush the competition, and then you know, just chill out and be yourself. And I respect well, I, that. I I blame Battlefrog because I am like tied between the three couples. I've got Ryan and Lindsay, um, Claude and Marco, and then Corinna and Kevin. I'm like, you, all of you people are amazing. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but um, we do love highlighting smaller and different and newer race series. So tell us a little bit more. Um, I mean, we might have to have Marco on here next, but give us a little preview of what's in store um, with the Northman race. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the person to talk to would be Marco because, like, he's, <laughs> yeah. Well, but the thing is, yeah, he's uh, he's doing more of a like kind of a lumberjack, uh, but not like don't go to the trendy. You know, like the lumberjack, lumbersexual, trendy, trendy style that we have right now. It's not that. It's more um, like uh, in Quebec City. This is the oldest city in North America, so we're like we we kind of is trying to be really true to our roots. Because uh, like my grandfather is a is a, was a lumberjack, and my father was too. And uh, this is something that like we all kind of all add in our history. Uh, so it's more, he's getting more into it 
than the trendy stuff that we have right now. Um, so one of the obstacles will be the Axtro. Uh, so now we have an Axtro uh, target in our backyard. Um, and, of course, you're going to see, like, the the traditional obstacle, like uh, walls and platinum rig and uh, uh, rope climb and stuff like that. But um, uh, there's a race in May, and there's, there's still going to be snow in Quebec City, so it's going to put some snowshoes in there. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, I mean, it's nothing, nothing, like, too different. It's just... Um, it's just really appealing, appealing for the the Quebecers that we are, uh, just to like be true to like our traditions. I know Battlefrog was noted for their difficulty of their obstacles. You know the Platinum Rig and some of their other ones. Can we expect a similar difficulty at Northman, or you think it's going to be toned down or ramped up? What's the expectation? So what? So what Marco did is it's going to be a two event, uh, two days event. So Saturday will be for uh, like open and then Sunday will be for elite. And then I cannot say too much, but it's going to be stuff that you never seen. Like it's not, not really the obstacles or the way they like, uh, let's say mandatory or whatever. It's just like the, Timing wise, and but I cannot say too much. It's gonna be mad about me, but uh, <laughs> it's just, yeah, we we won't yeah. let you say too much more. But it's just yeah, but it's, it's gonna be stuff that you never seen before. That's for sure. It's gonna be super interesting for not only for the winners, but like for people that have different strengths too. So like obstacle or like uh, heavy carries and uh, yeah. And what what's the date of the race? Uh, the first one is in uh, is May twentieth, twenty first, I think. And then there's gonna be one during the summer and one during the fall. I need to catch it when it's a little warmer. I think I remember the website, and I believe I looked at the website, and it wasn't in English. I think that's the only thing I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it might be in English soon, but not right now because it's yeah. We have our our laws. Uh, we have a French law in Quebec, so uh, first thing needs to be in French, and then slowly it's getting in English. So yeah, so so I I did the same thing. I went to the website, realized that none of it was in English. <laughs> managed to find the place to sign up for the email, and I was like, I don't know what I'm signing up for. But it's got to be worth it because Marco is behind it. Yeah. And I was like, enter. We'll figure it out later. Maybe you registered for a volunteer. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, that's our, that's our plan. We'll do it slowly. Yeah. I'm excited for the race because I know I've raced uh, one of Marco's courses when he was in Kansas City. And I'm not yeah. sure if it was his first race that he directed or it was definitely one of his early ones. But he yeah. made some decisions there that I thought were signs of, like, an experienced race director. You know, the essentially the course had been destroyed from a storm. And yeah. And like, up the race, he went out and essentially modified the course so you wouldn't get backups on the course because, you know, everything was wet and muddy. And I think he changed some of the holes on the rigs, uh, which I just thought was a very mature decision. Because, yeah. the, you know, with OCR, a lot of times people are just like, well, suck it up. and you know, Yeah. Know. And it's so funny because Battlefrog, like, they were putting a lot of pressure on their uh, employees. And 
uh, when Marco called me that night, he's like, you know what? I think I'm losing my job. Like it was, it was a terrible day and terrible things happen. And, um, like I did my best and, but then like the next day, all the reviews and he was just, he was really shocked. So yeah. yeah. He also, that was a, that was a venue I think had been used for Tough Mudder previously. So it was yeah. a lot of like, uh, it was like a raceway. So there wasn't, you know, people were like, oh, there's going to be so much running on concrete. And we got out there and he took us through like streams. Like I was walking in like waist deep water for like a good chunk of the course. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was very impressive that he managed to find a new terrain. Yeah. In such a, uh, you know, worn out venue. Yeah. So. He's really passionate about it. That's crazy. Mm. Cool. So I'm definitely definitely excited to see what he brings for Northman. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Like it's gonna. I've I've been seeing him working a lot, and he's putting a lot of effort, and he's super passionate about it too. So, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. That's for sure. And like, wait, well, to wait until you see, um, like the format and everything. You're gonna be like <laughs> freaking out. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, we can't wait for all of that to come out and hear about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You told us a little bit of, you know, kind of what you're working for this season. Um, I guess, do you have a fir- an official first race back? And do you have a first race? Like, are you coming to the U.S. anytime that we can look for you? Um, I don't know, actually. I think uh, I think maybe May, like the Northman, May 20th would be, might be the first OCR that I'll do. Uh, because my knee, like, is still like rehabbing and everything. So I think it will be it'll be stupid for me to just fly to the States and then hopefully do well and not get injured. So <laughs> I think I might just stay stay at home for a little that's, longer. That's smart. I just yeah. I just came back from California and luckily didn't re injure seriously, but I yeah. had to pull out of the race because I messed oh. up my knee again. So but yeah, oh. so be smart because we want to yeah. see you back out there. <laughs> yeah, so I think yeah, I think I'll just wait and uh and see how my knee goes and if if like in June, let's say, um I feel fine and I wanna go race against the Americans or whatever, then I might just look like a like a super last minute ticket or something, but uh no plan, because I, I don't want to be, like, super disappointed if I don't make it. Um, right. So I might do, if I feel good, I might do some of the toughest mother. Um might do that. I might go to some of the NBC's partner race. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Nice. You've got, you've got options. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of options. Yeah. One of the things we like to do on this podcast is talk about other sports and kind of how they translate over into OCR. So as a biathlete, and for those who don't know, cross-country skiing and shooting, like what kind of lessons do you think you can pull out of there and then apply to OCR? Uh, it's never done until the race is over. Uh, that was biathlon was like that was such like a golden rule in biathlon. Uh, and it's the same thing in OCR. You think you're winning and like everything goes your way and then there's an obstacle at the end and you can't make it. And then, well, we saw it with, but I think Battlefrog was worse with like the mandatory obstacles. Uh, so like you, you have like a really huge lead and then you can make it an obstacle and then you're stuck there for like 30 minutes before you, you finally add it. Um, so just never take stuff for granted. Uh, that was the mentally stuff, but then uh, physical is um, when you do biathlon, you train. Like, of course, we did a lot of cross-country skiing, but we did a lot of cross-training too. So, 
I think that translated really well with OCR because, uh, I mean, I was running, hiking, uh, swimming, biking, and then a lot of strength as well. So, uh, uh, I think, I think that's why, like, the first races that I did was the Spartan race in Killington in 2011, I think. And I mean, I was, I was really, really sore the day after, but it was just, it was just a long hike with, like, um, strength exercises in between the runs portion. For me, that was what it, what it was. Um, I don't think I've ever heard anybody refer to Killington as it was just a long hike with. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was pretty sore. Like the next day, I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't. But uh, like when I was. Whatever. Running, I, I did that mountain. It was way more than a long hike. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, uh, I think in biathlon, we never, like, we, we were always, like, doing a lot of other sports. Uh, so I think that was that translated really well with OCR. So how long is a normal biathlon race, both in distance and then how long does that take you to finish? Uh, the shortest will be 7.5K, and that's like roughly 30 minutes. And then the longest will be 15K, and that would be maybe like 15 minutes. Uh, but we were doing a lot of cross-country skiing to, like, uh, races. And uh, so I did, like, a 50K. Uh, they call it the Lopez. Uh, so I, I did that. And uh, so, yeah, different different distance. And then what kind of – so as a national level uh, biathlete for Canada, what kind of training volume are you putting in to prep for a, essentially a race that's in 30 minutes to a little – like, an hour long? Uh, so I did, I think the last year, uh, that I did biathlon, I think I did 600 hours, uh, for that year. And that was in without the shooting part. So only like physical and, um, so that's what we did. And a lot of the hours are from May till November. So as soon as you start racing, uh, you really lower your, your hours and you race a lot. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what we did. Is most of the uh, volume you're doing then at a you know a fairly easy pace, or is are you doing like cross country skiing intervals? What's the uh... um, yeah? So the goal was to do 15% of intensity. So like uh, we call it like zone three, zone four, and then race, uh, and then let's say like 85% was uh, strength or uh, we call it zone one, which is, uh, like, easy pace. Um, so, yeah. Most of the running literature I've read, I think that translates over pretty well as far as uh, what zones you stay in and percentages associated with each mm-hmm. volume. So. Yeah, it's per- I think it's not, like, I think it's pretty standard. Um, if you go more than 15 to 20%, it's kind of you won't be able to do as much hours. So it depends. Like, if you do, like, really short stuff, then, of course, your intensity, uh, your, the percentage of intensity is going to get higher. Uh, but for us, it was it was kind of a mix of, like, long distance and shortest distance. So it was, it was a good balance. And I think this, I mean, this was proven by Sam to fix and everything. And this, that was the, the goal, to reach 15 to 20% of right. intensity. Yeah. Nice. Did you see the recent uh, Mud Run Guide article that has uh, talking about laser pistols yeah. and possibly an obstacle course racing? Yeah, when I wrote that, I was like, hey, Marco. <laughs> I, feel like, 
<laughs> yeah. I feel like you and Marco have that leg up on that one. <laughs> yeah, like I think my name is written all over this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the evolving sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's not it's not coming yet, but yeah. We'll <laughs> so we'll kind of wrap it up at this point. Uh, Claude, do you want to take a moment to thank any uh, people or sponsors while we have you on the air? Uh, <sighs> I'm not supposed to say anything yet. It's kind of too okay. early on. <laughs> so yeah, I think no, because um, like where I'm on the Marco did like a Northman Pro team, but it's not. It's not out yet, so... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, then there you go. That's that's our announcement as a spoiler that there are sponsors and things <laughs> to come, so that's exciting to hear. Yeah. Congratulations the is, on, do you, on the spoiler. Do you still have a platinum rig in your backyard and a platinum rig in your kitchen? That's my other I, question. I do. I still have a platinum rig, but now they are both outside because... Uh, Kinda, I mean, we need room. <laughs> it wasn't convenient in the kitchen anymore. So, yeah, we still have, yeah. Brandon, did you ever see that, their platinum rig in the kitchen? Like I was going to say, rig? it was good for pictures because I do remember seeing a picture. <laughs> yeah, it was like jammed up into the corner of the kitchen. I think it had like a little pegboard and like a little yeah. monkey bars. It's yeah, awesome, it's awesome. I was so jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's covered in snow now, like because we we still we, we were still doing some platinum ring stuff outside, but now there's just so much snow. It's just it's it's practically covering the entire platinum ring right now. So, yeah. Nice, Brenna. Any anyone you want to give a shout out to? Any sponsors, people? Um, yeah, so we all know I'm obviously um, very loyal to Conquer the Gauntlet as a race series and athlete, but I do want to give a shout out to another race series that has taken me in as a family member, um, Terrain Race. I help and build with also, so just want to say thanks to Terrain Race, and they actually have a race coming up February 25th here in Houston that I will be working um there so yeah people if you're in houston area check out terrain race it's at the same location that conquer the gauntlet houston will be at the next month so it's like a twofer right there <laughs> nice and i'm going to give a shout out to 5311 coffee so our hammer nutrition my supplement sponsor also makes organic coffee it's actually really good uh, so if you're looking to order some endurance supplements and some coffee you can order them both off the same website uh the referral number 240887 gives you a 15% discount off your first order. So uh, go over and check them out. Claude, thanks for so much for having you uh, sh- getting on the show with us. Excited Thank to you. hear about your uh, 2017 and the Northman race coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look at my schedule and try to convince my wife to fly all the two of us and the baby up there for a race. So we'll see Please how that do. Please. Well, it's been awesome talking with you, Claude. Thank you. Hopefully, see you soon. Thanks to you, guys. And that's it for the Strength and Speed Podcast.